0: Welcome to the Limitless, the podcast between this week, it's just me talking to Charles Upton about his new book, Alien Disclosure, Deception, The Metaphysics of Social Engineering.
1: What I respect, you just can't see. Ah. Ah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) to talk of dark things whether we like it or not
2: well yeah we shouldn't like it too much you know that's one way people deal with darkness is is to well let's let's get off on it then, you know which is not a good idea
0: no i know i know i have that tendency so i've learned to watch myself closely when i'm getting too much of a thrill Um, So I thought, I was looking over your book, uh, reading bits and pieces for a while before just now, and I felt, uh, I'm not entirely sure, you know, what uh, the cause, or it could just, it could be me, but I, I was starting to feel quite tired as I was reading it. And I'm not saying this is anything to do with your writing or the book itself, but the subject matter, I was starting to say, okay, yeah, here, here we go again, back down this rabbit hole. I was so yeah, glad uh, to come out the other side of it, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I feel that from I've been posting some YouTube videos about this, and I've just, I decided to take a break and post some things on. What did I used to write about spirituality? I remember that. Why, why not? Why not? You know, do that for a while, just for a, a vacation from all this darkness. You know. So, yeah.
0: Well, what occurred to me as a possible antidote for that is that, because we are here to talk about your book or the subject matter of your book, is is maybe we could start anyway with with the very personal because i i know that i have a very personal and intimate relationship with the ufo uh, not in the sense of having many sightings or many abduction experiences but just that it captured my imagination at a fairly young and a fairly formative age so for me i'm extracting myself i have extracted myself from it uh, through a lot of personal self-examination so i'm curious in your case uh, what is your relationship to the subject matter what kind of experiences have you had uh, around this and and you know, what are you if anything resolving in your own history
2: well let's see um of course you know ufos and the space brothers and the idea of the galactic federation were all part of the hippie mythos. That's, you know, but since every everything under the sun was thrown into that hopper, you know, that was one of the one of the influences. So which which, you know, as as the hippie counterculture was morphing into the new age, that began to began to become uh, more in the forefront where you would get channeled teachings from the aliens and things like this. So it was just part of the world I was in. I mean, I remember, though, before that. Somehow it was, I hate to call it an archetype because, you know, our archetypes should be a little more decent than that, you know, but it it, it was a prevalent uh, idea. I remember I used to sit on on the terrace overlooking San Francisco Bay in San Rafael, California with my family, and this is, you know, before the hippie era, uh, and um, we would view the Perseid meteor shower in August, you know, because it was it was fun. You know, we could in those days, I guess there was less light pollution. You could see the stars better and you could, you know, watch the meteors. But uh, during that time, I remembered I would think about UFOs and I'd say, yeah, you know, they're probably out there. And and if I think of them real hard, maybe they'll come. You know, maybe they'll hear me, which is turned out to be a, a, a kind of a, you know, Many people's actual experience of uFOs you know that they, they the uFO captures their attention and then their attention goes to it and the uFO seems to respond to that you would think this would mean that that they're simply hallucinations but not so people who are very uh involved you know very connected with with the uFO reality um can have sightings and people who are with them will see the same thing you know so there is there, a two-way, uh, you know, connection be- be- between the human being and the UFO. So, uh, you know, that was there. But then, uh, the uh, the only two experience, the last experience I had was shortly before I wrote the book. I've only had two, and I'm not sure about the second one, because I was I'm here in Lexington, Kentucky. I was driving along the street I drive in very often, and, and there was this something like an orb, very clear, very defined you know, arced across the road from left to right and, and descending. I and went, Zzz. I said, what is that? If it, if it had been an airplane or a helicopter, it would have crashed because it was, it was going down at quite a great speed. But nothing happened. You know, so I said, hmm, maybe, you know, could that be, you know, a, a paranormal, you know, or, or a UFO? But more to the point of uh, years ago, I was... Uh, went for a a self-administered retreat on Mount Shasta, California, uh, where I was going to spend three days eating nothing but brown rice and not talking. The brown rice was one thing, but not talking was the real, you know, uh, precipitating factor in whatever happened, I'm sure. And uh, I was sitting there, and and during that time, I had my first lucid dream of my adult life, you know, where where I... I, um, you know, I realized I was dreaming, and I saw this. You know, and 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 I had the the, uh, the 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 very foolish and preliminary idea of lucid dreaming, like, wow, you know, now that I'm dreaming, I I can do whatever I want without consequences, you know, because it's only a dream, which is not true. You can do whatever you want, but not without consequences. And uh, so, and I just remember there was a woman in the dream who look gave me this ironic look. Oh yeah. You know, so, so, uh, anyway, um, but in other words, I was opening the door to some other dimension and then I was meditating once facing, uh, the dust because I used to meditate with my eyes open and I was, you know, very beautiful view, you know, many ranges of mountains, you know, stretching to the distance, just, you know, just very great, you know, grandeur and, uh, Uh, And I saw these two extremely defined points of light crossing the dusk. Now I was in a light trance, you might say, you know, and then I said, what is that? And I sort of shook myself and said, what was that? And as soon as I came out of that light trance, they disappeared. And then I said, "Oh, that's interesting. So, So I went back and centered myself and went back into whatever that light trance was. And there they were again. So I said to myself, oh, that's what ufo's are they're really out there in a certain sense but they they also have a relationship to our consciousness you know that we we if we have an all if our consciousness is altered we will look in on uh, on their world you know and and yet they're not simply hallucinations of mind they're they're out there you know this is was my impression so uh and the only other relationship to them that i have is is that my wife's uncle i'm now in lexington kentucky you know my wife's uncle lives in the town of Moorhead, or lived. He passed away recently, uh, a little bit to the east of here. And uh, uh, they had a—I guess this is while I was still living in California. Yeah, it was before I moved here in 2004. And they had had uh, a UFO experience—not uh, n- n- not them themselves, but but the town of Moorhead. Uh, there was a. UFO, which had apparently come directly down, vertically down from above. And there there was a blood-curdling scream of a woman, you know, that everyone, what's that? What's that UFO? What's that scream? And, you know, MUFON, Mutual UFO Network, which for people who don't know is is the major civilian, if you will, UFO uh, organization, at least in this country. And um, they, uh, they came to uh, investigate and in all this and it was uh no one could determine what where the scream came from there there were no reports of of crimes or abuse there was no no disappearances no abductions you nothing. Know, but it just just you know just that and uh but people said that their cell phones and and elect other electronic devices uh had acted up and and this was also true of my wife's uncle's family their cell phone you know went haywire at that point you know and never never recovered so so there it was you know th- that that's the totality of my ufo uh experience so
0: Oops. so what was it what occurred to me there was that something that i discovered I came upon the insight while I was working on Prisoner of Infinity. I think was that UFOs and alien abductions, even though in the narrative they've been made complementary and they tend one tends to lead to the other. Often a person will have a sighting of UFO and then they'll have an abduction. And so certainly they're completely associated in the narrative. They're almost mm-hmm. like polar opposites because the UFO sighting is distant. It's, it's impersonal. It's up there in the heavens. It's abstract. Whereas the abduction comes in the night or the birth at nighttime comes into the room in the most intimate way and even invades the body. It's like
2: Yes. Uh, and, and you can certainly have abduction experiences, if you want to call them that, or experiences of... of incubi and succubi if you want to call it that uh, without any any kind of appearance of ufos in, in the sky you
0: know? well yeah and i uh i mean to me my my experience my relationship to carry on with that term with this phenomena uh slash this idea because it's there's, there's an idea that might not have any kind of basis in reality, obviously and then there's this phenomena that, that may not be represented by the narratives but um it was it was much more to do with some sort of invasion into my psyche like i have memories yeah. of childhood of waking up in a nightmare state feeling that i'd been somehow interfered with and even that my metabolism i didn't have that language back then had been changed like i couldn't even recognize myself physically yes. uh and so that was when I first discovered Whitley Streba, that was one of the places I went back to. Oh, I must be an abductee because I had these night terrors and so on and so forth. Yeah,
2: yeah. and a, a lot of people identified, you know, it, it, it reminds me of, of, of the idea of past life regression. You have a difficulty now and you can't figure it out and you've you've. Re- you know spent many years trying to make sense of it and you can't and then this comes along and apparently explains oh i was abducted by aliens or oh something happened to me in a former lifetime and now i can do hypnotic regression and clear it and all of this um well i mean let, let's let's cut to the chase th- th- these are basically demonic incursions and um it's not a good idea to think about them <laughs> but now what we have is, is a, 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 a very large move, at least, at least in this country, and I'm sure in many places, where um, you know, to, to legitimize the UFO experience, you know, to, to, to whether it's considered to be alien astronauts or interdimensional beings, um, you know, th- there's a great deal of uh, of money behind pushing this idea. And, you know, what What I think happened is, you know, UFO uh, sightings, you know, s- certainly took a quantum leap after World War Two, and they kept coming and that kept coming. And, and there was probably a point where the military and the intelligence communities, you know, were trying their best to find out what they were. And, uh, I think at one point, most of them, most of them came to the conclusion that they couldn't figure out what they were. They couldn't control them. This was very disturbing, but they said, well, at least we can use them. What we will do is we will craft a myth that we can attach to this phenomenon so that whenever the phenomenon appears and it's going to appear one way or the other, uh, it's going to keep happening, it will appear to confirm our myth, you know, and they would, so in other words, they used this phenomenon for social engineering uh, purposes, which I would say were for the purpose of of shifting the paradigm of the Western world away from democracy and Christianity toward Luciferian transhumanism and uh, technocracy. And uh, they they were quite successful. Everything, everything was shifting that direction anyway, but this was one of the, one of the methods that was used. Um, So, and this is why, in, in my book, you know, we can talk about what UFOs are to a blue in the face. I think it's pretty, you know, it's it's pretty clear to me that they, that they follow the, uh, you know, the, the parameters of the paranormal rather than the parameters of of astronauts who have come here in, you know, metal spaceships from other planets. I mean, that that's that's the, you know, the that's that's. What they are that's that's what uh what the evidence shows as far as i'm concerned i would never say that there could never be astronauts from other planets but that isn't what they look like to me you know and so um we can talk about that forever but what what's what, what i'd like to to emphasize if anything is we need to look at the statements made by the, the very prominent very highly you know uh, uh which highly presented uh, people who are now uh, managing what is called the disclosure movement. Um, they they are all over the media. The amount of money behind them is incredible. You know, it's Luis Elizondo, Tom DeLong, Stephen Greer, Nick Pope from Britain. I mean it is it isn't it started on on the history channel in this country but now it's everywhere in the media. This is you know there's so much of this It's just being projected and projected and projected on us. So what we need to do is is take that aside from the question of uh, consider it separately from the question of what UFOs are and just say what are these people saying? Does it make sense? You know just on a simple rational level does this make sense? And if you do that, you will find there is so much absurdity, contradiction and, you know, hypnotic language being used by these people that um, we have to ask, why is this being done? Obviously, we're being lied to. It's not like, you know, uh, and and when, when I say that, you know, some people will say, oh, you're a UFO denier. You think they're not real. You know, well, I know they are real and it's been proved. Oh yeah, that's not the question. The question is what are people saying about them? It's, they, they are, it is absurd and it's manipulative. And we need to look at that part of it, you know, so. So.
0: You know, the Stevie Wonder line from a song, it's um, when you believe things you don't understand then you suffer. You know that song?
2: Yeah, that that immediately came to mind. (laughs) All right. Super straight away. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, it popped into my mind because you were saying that there's these contradictions and this absurdity, and you mentioned in your book that it seems to be deliberate. They could be more efficient if they, right? And so they make they're successful, and we can see this now in 2021 with the COVID narrative. They're successfully getting people to believe things they don't understand, and even somehow to intensify the belief. By preventing the possibility of understanding, it creates a sort of cognitive dis- dissonance and desperation yeah. and a slavish adherence to something
2: yeah, because be- belief you know it 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 taps our innate desire to to have metaphysical or spiritual certainty about something like the existence of god you know you you cannot argue for the existence of God, but there's something in the human being that knows that God is real uh so, so, so that 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 is a human faculty, and it's a faculty that can be perverted. You know, I mean, once, once people start believing in, in 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 things, I mean, who is it? J.K. Chesterton says, if if you no longer believe in God, it's it's not you. You will not believe in nothing. You will believe in anything, and and I think that's exactly what we're seeing.
0: Yeah, I was nothing there. My brother, my brother took that path. He claimed to believe fervently in nothing, but you can't, you can't believe in <laughs> nothing. Right? Uh, you would be free, I suppose, in certain sense. I mean, you would know God if you believed in nothing, right, I suppose. But he certainly didn't. He didn't reach that. Um, so, so you're talking about the proponents who've been promoted. The proponents of this narrative are being promoted and they're spinning it and. Uh, I mean, I'm not that up to speed. I know Delange and Lavender. Pasulka's another; it's an interesting, in a bad way, book. I mean, it's it's worth reading because it's pushing the, the religiosity of the experience. Uh, yes, I, I'm much more familiar, as you may know or recall, with uh, with Whitley Streber. That was he was my gateway drug into that world. And one thing that Strieber wrote that seems very relevant here is that. Uh, the belief, maybe the corridor. Uh, so our minds, maybe the corridor by which these beings enter into this reality. Thereby, he believed that the more we would, could be made to believe in them, the more access they would have to this reality, and and that was that was his job was to you know, generate the belief by which they could materialize.
2: Exactly. I mean, I, 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 truer words were never spoken, and that's what's being done now. I mean. You have at least, let's see, uh, Richard, uh, uh, excuse me, Stephen Greer uh, of the Disclosure Project and Tom DeLonge's um, To the Stars Academy are both producing or have produced apps, according according to which, if you if you download this app, you can speak directly to an alien. And uh, you know, not only that, but Stephen Greer's um, uh, app also has a tutorial where you can learn uh, remote viewing, which is, of course, essentially clairvoyance as developed particularly by the CIA, but it's, you know, it's a form of clairvoyance, and you can learn remote viewing, and through remote viewing, you can make direct contact with aliens beyond even the app. So what we're having is an attempt to seed mass demonic invocation simple as that and and luckily they're two different apps see so they 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 may come up with with different uh with different conclusions you know i i I, this led led me to a uh the idea of of a stand-up comic routine where, where where there's a kind of a cat fight between alexa and cortana you know right you know and between between two uh you know uh you know whatever they are um, yeah, whatever
0: they are fake fake ai well, things, trying to convince it's trying to pass the turing test by convincing us that they're sentient yeah yeah
2: and and um you know i mean are, are we going to have one app which 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 makes makes a claim the play the pleiadians are the good guys and, and and the other app will say no the pleiadians are, are nothing but you know, secret reptilians. The good guys are from Zeta Reticuli. Are we gonna? What's gonna happen? You know, it'll, it's gonna be all too interesting. But you know, the, this and and of course, this is entirely in line with with the metaverse, right? Mm-hmm. We will go into the metaverse. We will go into everyone will have uh, virtual reality goggles in order to relate on on social media, and we will go into absolute unreality. That's that's the way to deal with human problems, right? We need, we need to step up, up to the plate and go into absolute unreality, then everything will be all right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and you know, that's, that's simply, I mean, we all, we, we thought that the end of, of humanity would come, you know, in a nuclear Holocaust, but instead, no, (laughs) that's too easy. That's too quick. We had to deconstruct ourselves cell by cell, you know, and watch the whole process. I mean.
0: Well, you make a, I mean, an interesting and compelling uh, point at the end in your, your little uh, parable myth or your mythical description of what you think is going on in terms of the disinherited chin uh, And yeah. this is their native habitat, which is my sense, by the way, that there really is a real phenomena behind all this malarkey, yeah. but it's much more to do with the earth than the stars. Yes. Anyway, and you you point out well that they yeah this is their inhabitants so they have to prevent it being destroyed at whatever cost because then they won't have a home. So yeah, a nuclear holocaust wouldn't work for the for those kind of demonic intelligences. They seem to want they seem to want to preserve our bodies while uh, exiling our consciousness into the metaverse. Well,
2: yeah, I mean, the, our, our bodies are are their refuge from hellfire. You know. They, they they have a, t- a temporary refuge if they can find a, a, a cooler place within the human body than than where they will then uh, ultimately end up you know so it's it's like they're 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 trying to put off the inevitable they don't want uh, the final judgment to come or if if you would say if they are fallen angels the final judgment has already passed on them because they they you know. That their deci- their decision to turn against God was made in eternity, not in time. Even though it was a decision, um, you know, the the, the 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 inevitable outcome of that decision is getting near them, and they want to put it off as far as possible. You know, but it's not going to work. And there's there there are a lot of human beings. You know, one of the of, of the um, one of the UFO myths. That, that's common in the past decades was that of human individual metamorphosis that people would call themselves the two at one point and and they committed mass suicide somewhere and forget where it was in in California I think and and they, they were a UFO cult and uh, their idea was you know as they put it in, in uh, I'm quoting from uh, Jacques Vallee's book uh, Messengers of Deception um we don't have to go through the old programming of apocalypse you know we can avoid the confrontation between our uh the consequences of our actions and the absolute truth of god that's what it is you know there's the absolute truth of god and then there's our actions and 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 how how, to what degree have they conformed themselves to god to what degree have they denied god and and and, uh, rebelled against god and there are many, many degrees between those two extremes, but, but that, that's what, what uh, apocalypse is collectively, and, and that's what, you know, uh, after death judgment is individually. You can you confront what you have made of yourself with the absolute truth, you know, that, that loves you and, and has created you, but if you are not open to it, as the, the Eastern Orthodox Christians say, if, if God is only love and only loves, but if you are not receptive to that love, if you're resistant to that love, you experience it as hellfire, which is a, a very, a very wonderful way of talking about it. God doesn't get mad at you. It's just that, that, that you haven't readied yourself for, 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 for the wonder and the completeness and, 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 and the love that, that he has to give you, and and you have deep-seated resistances and, and, and those, those begin to burn <laughs> you know, and but the, but the, there's so much of the new age idea and of earlier UFO mythology was we want to avoid that, you know, we're going to have the paradigm shift where we can just everything could just get better and the consequences of our actions to hell with that that's old, old age thinking, forget that we, we, we can, uh, we don't have to go through this. We don't have to go through the moment of truth. There never has to be a moment of truth. And, you know, the, the, certainly, the the, the, uh, the UFO beings or the demons do not want that moment of truth either. But it's going to come. Nothing we can do about it. And so, you know, we need to be in a position to to welcome it and 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 to open our hearts to it because it is the moment of of encounter with God. So.
0: Well, this has very much been on my mind lately. I was thinking, well, it's a good time to talk to Charles about this because just just currently what's up in my own process and communicating and stuff is to do with entities and entity infestation even as a term that came up yesterday. And I really had this insight recently that I mean, i've been aware of entities and that they can feed on us and, and enter into us and stuff and in possession for well probably my whole life really it was a period when maybe i forgot i did forget but but i didn't it's only recently occurring to me just how many entities we're talking about just how many entities i might have <laughs> let into my system and some of them are invited and i'd like to get to that because it has to do with how insidious this ufo narrative is um but just now and just stay on what you're saying that it's very helpful actually to make more clear what i'm starting to see which is saying that the entities are using the human body as a refuge to hide out from god's love because they experience it as hellfire and that judgment day well there's nowhere to hide and then but by by that uh I mean, in there is is the is the factor that those human beings who have allowed their bodies to become hosts for these entities will also experience judgment days as, as the wrath of God because they they've, they've been infiltrated and possessed by these satanic implants, and so they've become yes. unwittingly part of the body of Satan.
2: Or, or, or it it could be you know we we would hope the possibility of of purgation that 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 these you know. By our own power which is very limited we've been unable to eject these beings or even even be entirely aware of them but 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 when you know the presence of god becomes more and more intense you know perhaps that's when we can say goodbye to them Mm -hmm. you know we 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 can choose the presence of god and say all right you know i don't need you guys anymore goodbye (laughs) you know uh uh, you know this this may be when they're finally flushed out you know so
0: yeah well that point about uh, uh, not needing them is a good one because if we let them in some part of us might, must have felt we needed them as allies
2: yeah allies right right you know i, I remember god there's a period where i was open to all those beings and, and at that point they, they, they seemed you know helpful fairies nice you know and they gave gave me little wisdoms and they gave me little little experiences and i thought this is nice you know and i, I didn't i didn't understand the the you know the ultimate consequences of this of this mindset you know
0: So yeah, I wanted to, to share a little bit about my 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 story, which in yeah, this context, please. which is that for me there was a very quick succession or progression from well, they were happening simultaneously really, but there was a there was a real easy intersection between uh discovering Whitley Street and the abduction narrative and starting to identify myself as maybe one of the chosen ones who was gonna you know get to Interact and be transformed by these alien angel beings, and my immersion in occultism, and my offering myself up to to entities, to spirits, in order to. Well, it was complicated. It was, I wasn't as simply duped as thinking I want power. Ha 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 ha. You know, I had a much more oh, yeah. sophisticated kind of thing.
2: I, I wanted to do good. You know. Exactly. You know. All we do is let's get magic powers and use them for good. You know (laughs) what's wrong with that? You know, very naive. You know, but uh, the road to hell is paved. You know.
0: Well, mine mine was probably even more sophisticated delusion because I wanted to take in, offer my body up to Lucifer as a means for Lucifer to to be redeemed. Like I would, I would be the
2: one who was (laughs) redeemed. That's that's a very interesting Luciferian uh, theology there. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember the whole idea of of Lucifer can be redeemed, and you know, if if he can, it's none of our business. It's going to happen in a dimension we will never see and shouldn't shouldn't ever look at. And and, and so as far as we know, he is eternally damned. And, and let's let's leave it at that. If God wants to do something else, that's his business. You know,
0: that's, that's what I, where I am without now. Well, uh I'll just leave that as an unknown. I'm not going to disagree for sure, because it was just, it was, yeah, beyond my jurisdiction, no doubt about that, and beyond my understanding. Uh, and now how I look at, back at that period, or at least I've tried to correct my delusion or reduce it somewhat by introducing more mundane factors. I became aware uh, in the years after that, that uh, bad things did happen to me as a child, some sort of trauma and that those those night terrors, that something was coming in and infiltrating me and changing me, they might've had the most mundane kind of explanations possible. Uh, and, and so yeah, I just tried to strip down all of that and, and precisely because of what we're talking about today that there were, uh, the, the interpretations that I'd come up with I thought that I'd invented them or discovered them but no, they'd been seeded in me by the narratives that I'd been exposed to uh, from a young age because of course, needless to say uh, you know, the movies and TV shows I saw, Close Encounters at the age of 10 when it came out completely wowed me yeah, you know, I was primed, as we were all primed. And so I took, as you were saying about reincarnation, I just went very gratefully to a narrative that actually kept me away from the traumatic truth of how damaged I was by making yeah. it seem like it was this wonderfully empowering you know, cosmic uh, intervention.
2: I had a different experience with the Close Encounters, which was, I said... This is a mind control job. You know, I didn't believe it. I, I thought, what, you know, because I, the, the, this guy, you know, he, he hears do 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 in his head. And then, well, you know, he experienced he throws away his entire life to drive up to, you know, to devil's crag or whatever that is. And I just what, you know, that it, it you know, it it did not did not strike me as 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 healthy in any way. And you know this this started me thinking about St- Steven Spielberg, who, who the hell is he? What is he trying to sell us and finally um finally, we got to the place where you know Edward Snowden uh, lifted a lot of emails from the Hillary Clinton campaign and John Podesta and this, which are now available on WikiLeaks, and some of them were from Tom Delong who is the head of the To the Stars Academy, which is one of the big UFO disclosure outfits. And Tom DeLonge in those days was emailing Podesta and the Hillary Clinton campaign, and they were all talking about UFOs. And he said, oh, yeah, and, and, and one of our next meetings, uh, uh, a great guy to have it, it would be Steven Spielberg. I'll try to get it. So I said, okay. <laughs> you know, I was right. You know Spielberg, Spielberg was was working with governmental or or uh, you know intelligence entities who, who were were trying to to craft this UFO myth and and project it on the public and 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 here is more or less corroboration of that from uh, from the emails that uh, Snowden lifted from the NSA. There they are. You know, Spielberg. So somewhere. I had a you know, I mean, I was raised a traditional Catholic, and then, as the Catholic Church started to deconstruct itself, simultaneously, at the very same moment, lSD appeared, and so i I said well i I'm going to do the hippie thing, and so I did the hippie thing, which means you know, uh tasting every possible religion or spirituality that was available almost in the world you know, or was coming through the San Francisco Bay area for a short time. And I could, you know, I, I you, you could join a different religion every week or go to a different guru and all of this. That's what I did instead of the Catholic church, which was truly deconstructing itself. And so, but at least I might've had some kind of sense of of, of of what a legitimate spiritual, legitimate relationship to God was, what a true religion was, and that, that stayed with me. So there was some instinct where, where I looked at, at, you know, close encounters of the third kind and said, this is, this is crap. You know, that was my first reaction. So maybe, maybe that's what it was. Or maybe, as as my wife Jenny says, who, you know, when she's thinking about back about her terrible childhood, which in which she did not have that kind of protection from a uh, a true religion. Um, She said, maybe it was my guardian angel who protected me. And if your guard, it seems like your guardian angel doesn't protect you and you get involved in this. Well, you know, there's, there's value ultimately if you can be fooled and even damaged by dark forces and yet come out the other side, you know, throw off the deception, begin to heal the damage, and, and at, at this point, you may be able to help others, because so many people in the world today are, are in that condition, are subject to those forces. So, you know, some people, if there weren't some people who, who who went into the darkness and came out the other side, there would be no help for some of the people who are still in that darkness, you know, so... Maybe, maybe, maybe there's, there's, you can see good in all of it if, if, if you have enough faith, you know. So.
0: Well, I think, I mean, my life has very much been about testifying to my experience, and admittedly, I was, yes, I was deceived, and so much of my testimony was was while i was under the spell of deception but it's all out there it's on record and and well i did have to repent and i have had to do some atoning quite a lot actually but mm-hmm. it it makes it's actually the classic hollywood arc really right starts out really well goes horribly bad and then has to somehow you know pull himself out of the hole um, oh yeah yes yeah it is i mean it is instructive and i'm for others i mean obviously it is for me and i i am i am an, a a magnet for people who are deceived and but who are sufficiently aware of being deceived to know that they they need some sort of guidance through and out um and I d i didn't have a i didn't have a, a religious upbringing, i had an atheist upbringing you yeah. Uh, so in that sense, I was an easy I was an easy mark for. Although I'm not sure if necessary. I mean, there are many people who've had a religious upbringing, and it hasn't protected to me. Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah. There, there's no there's no standard, you know, standard way. It just you know I, I was just wondering wondering why I wasn't destroyed, and and uh, my wife was not destroyed either, but for, for apparently different reasons but maybe they're all the same reason actually who knows
0: i certainly feel that the angels have been looking out for me and i never really lost that feeling it's just again the the counterfeit introduced itself and and so and we want we want angels we can see, touch, and talk to and have their names, right? As opposed yes, to... Yeah, more- we
2: can invoke them and, and you know, and, and, and them perhaps, uh, send them on missions, you know? <laughs> Some people think that way. So.
0: Speaking of Catholicism, have you have you read Pasulka's American Cosmic? No. Mm. It's all right. You don't need to now because... Because yeah, you've, you've, you've released the book, but it, it she she well, there's two things that I thought might be worth mentioning. Uh, uh, one is, I mean, it would be very familiar to you, but because it's, you know, it's just it's just, it's very compatible with the disclosure agenda, even though she's a she's more of an academic. She's much more rigorous than Tom DeLonge, which isn't saying much. She's not really rigorous at all, uh, and she. But it ends with this whole. Section about going to the Vatican and having a religious experience, and I don't even remember what. But somehow she makes consistent her belief in the reality of the UFOs and the extraterrestrials with a Catholic conversion. As if this this is the proof now that that we've all been waiting for. So it's it's pretty. Oh yeah.
2: Well, this is one of the the science that that the Catholic Church since the Second Vatican Council has essentially be taken immediate and great strides toward becoming a kind of Luciferian religion, you know, because it's not what it used to be. It's the opposite of what it used to be. Um, Father Malachi Martin was right about it in his book, Windswept House, you know, where where he said, uh, you know, St. Peter's Basilica had been dedicated in a a ceremony to Lucifer, which, you know, that could be a myth. That could be one one of the tall tales that, Malachi Martin has been accused of telling, but it's true. (laughs) Whether it ever happened at a particular moment, this is, you know, because uh, there was Corrado Balducci uh, was actually an exorcist of of the Diocese of Rome. And and he's made the statement, well, UFO uh, aliens, you know, first, they're not a case of spirit attachment. Well, spirit attachment is not a Catholic term it's a term from spiritualism you know you know the the, 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 the uh, spirit, spirit entity is attached to your aura and this kind of thing that's not Catholic thinking that's spiritualism but in other words he's saying they're not demons well you know they're they they're they're, they're, prob- they're extraterrestrial physical beings and he said, maybe we can learn from them maybe they can be our teachers you know well, look what this is this is opening directly the door to a demonic worship. Right in the middle of the Catholic Church, and that's how bad it is. Because you know, Pope Francis came out with a statement: "God does not exist," which is pretty, pretty interesting for a Catholic Pope to say. It was on the Vatican uh, website for years. It was a um, uh, interview between him uh, of him by Vatican Radio, and he says, "You know, I'll, I'll tell you something. You know, that it might shock you. God does not exist." You know, why are you shocked? You know, so what if god doesn't exist? We that doesn't matter. We've got the father the son and the holy spirit. So we don't need god. Oh yeah? You know, so in other words the, the the trinity are now three pagan gods, you know, Zeus, Hera and you know, you know, Mercury or something, right? I mean, it's just incredible. Uh so I mean, that institution is gone to hell. And I know because more because my wife is is a uh, is a traditional Catholic of, of the sede Contest variety that says we have no Pope because the Pope is a heretic, therefore we got, don't have a Pope. And, um, you know, she, she, she is going to a little house church of traditional Catholic mass, which is like the mass of my childhood. And these people are, are very, they're very devout and they're very intelligent. And they're, they're the few who are keeping up the actual Catholic tradition in the world, because most of it has gone to the devil.
0: Well, it reminded me whether or not that's how he meant it. Maybe it wasn't, but I mean, there's lots of people that are seemingly going back to Christianity now. I don't know if you've heard the rumors. It's becoming popular again. Uh, different. I mean, Orthodox, I think, particularly, but other kinds. Yeah. Um, one of the one of the agents of this, whatever we're going to call it, uh, is Jordan Peterson, and Jordan Peterson seems to have. Uh, a very pra- an, an overly pragmatic view of Christianity. I don't think he's, he understands Christianity very well at all, in my opinion. Uh, and his and his approach and what seems to appeal to people is is a bit maybe what Pope Francis was saying. I don't know, but you, it doesn't matter if God exists or not. It's this is there are ways of living and there are sort of forms of behaviour and mores and codes that we need. That these traditions are really important and the stories are the foundation of the tradition. So it's sort of this pragmatic rationalist Christianity, which to me is. Well, it, it
2: is not let's put it this way. It is not Christianity.
0: So sure.
2: if you're not going to be a Christian, if you're not going to believe in God, use another word. If you use the word Christianity, then you're dishonest. That's all there is to it. Use another word. Leave the word to mean what it always meant to the people who still believe in what it always meant. Go away and invent another word for it, you know.
0: Uh-huh. Uh I, I uh, sometimes pronounce the word Christian and I say, well, I can't say that I'm Christian because that would be that would be hubristic. I I hope that Jesus might come down and say, "My son, you're a good Christian." But so I almost have the opposite approach, even though I think it's sympathetic to yours. But yeah, I just I wouldn't want to presume to to self-identify that way. It seems that it's well. It's,
2: I mean, it's, if it's up to you to do the self-identification, but if if you're involved in a tradition which has been this way for two thousand years, and you come in. And, and follow the norms of that tradition and right. become involved in the sacramental grace of that tradition, then you are a Christian. it's yeah, well, not because true. you say so, it's because you, you you you've met the mark that that is that has been set for you by 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 something beyond you and, and uh now now you have a right to say that. You know, but I feel like I'm a Christian. I believe I'm a Christian. Doesn't that's not it. <laughs> you know are 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 you are you meeting the very clear mark? That's all. And there are other marks, you know, that's, that's, I, I don't, I don't want to, after all, I am a Muslim, you know, so yeah. that that's the mark I'm trying to meet, which is another revelation from God, you know.
0: Well, I'll bring it back to the, the topic at hand anyway, which is dark entities with many masquerades, many masks, and the, this current one being the, the entity, I mean the extraterrestrial, sorry. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So, you see, I mean, I, one of the things that lured me into demonology was no line enemy. And mm-hmm. it's, to, you know, the, the judgment day hasn't come yet. The the, the, the jury's still out. It, it seems as though I, I did need to go deep into that world to to really know what was in there and what kind of forces I was facing. Uh, I, and I did, I did come a cropper. There's no doubt about it, but at least now I know how cunning and deceptive those forces can be, and what kind of ruses they use. I would say that's yeah. a very strong advantage, but I wouldn't recommend it to anyone else. Same with psychedelics. I needed to do that stuff apparently, but don't follow my example. <laughs> right. Yeah, that,
2: that's what I say because you know I, I I almost feel like I've been a fly on the wall of of, of the infernal regions, and I've listened into some of the councils of of. Demonic powers and have some idea of what they're up to and what their plans are, you know. So, hmm. but yeah, don't don't do what I did, and, uh, and 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 even even though you know who knows, I mean, LSD. I can't imagine how anybody could take LSD in 2021. You know, I mean, to me, LSD was was a three-year period where it it it, it produced a great opening of of one kind or another good or bad for a lot of people. And now, God, you know, um, but you know, I mean, people are, what, people are now taking DMT and ayahuasca as the big drug. So that's something I never did. So, well, more power to them. I hope they don't destroy themselves. I hope they can get something out of it. You know, but, uh, you know, I've, if, ever since what, 1988 is when I stopped all of that. And I've been collecting myself We're letting God collect me ever since. And uh, there's still a bunch of parts of myself that are are stuck in various, you know, nooks and crannies of the universe that still have to be collected. You know, I hope I have enough years left to do it
0: yeah i suppose that's the flip side of the having entities installed in one's body is that those those spaces where our soul got away from us have to be i mean they're going to be occupied by something and even that lack within us that we feel deep level would be what would lead us to be susceptible to be lured with the temptations of becoming whole through illegitimate alliances
2: or or the yeah the feel the feeling of being whole you know i remember back in catholic high school in in the 60s in the mid 60s uh i was starting to write poetry and, and and i wrote something like i always knew that that uh, the devil would frighten me into the arms of god you know and that's turned out to be true you know i mean that there's i mean, I mean recently around this book, undoubtedly, you know, I, I, I feel like I, I had a brief encounter with Satan himself, not just entities. And, I, and and my feeling was, you know, that like, this allows me to turn more wholeheartedly to God, because it, it's, he's not sending out little fairies and little entities that, that beguile me and saying, wouldn't it be interesting if you learned this? And how about that? You know, in other words, the, the actual darkness behind the whole thing has made itself visible and there's nowhere to turn but god and god is there so you know if if in a certain sense you could say that's the greatest good fortune it's not easy but
1: The sun.
0: mentioned in your book about how well you talk about the disclosure and you twin it up with what's been going on with the last 18 months with the COVID in terms of people being in a state of more susceptibility and impressionability because they're so terrorized uh, and so triggered the whole time and um I mean one thing that certainly is come more clear to me in the last 18 months is that people really will believe an awful lot of things that i didn't think they would believe a lot more quickly and easily than i realized and that to me that was always a big obstacle in terms of the fake uh, rapture disclosure thing how, how could they really get the whole world to more or less uh, completely agree to believe in something that was completely fake and that we've been given all kinds of clues about it that it's going to be fake uh it just seemed that people weren't quite they hadn't been softened up enough to be that gullible and apparently i mean it's occurred to me that even that part of what's been going on with the COVID thing is to test this just to see how susceptible yeah. people are to deception if the right buttons are pushed initially
2: well it's true but it's it's also out of the COVID thing, the the, the people who have, you know, cogent analyses or or even educated suspicions, you know, are 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 coming forward and dialoguing as never before, and beginning to say to themselves, you know, what is being sold to us, uh, you know, people, and and understanding that 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 we have to under we have to come to to a uh, an understanding of, of the darkness that's being projected upon the human race now and as thoroughly as possible and and people are stepping forward and doing that, so there isn't that kind of counter move, the question is well. <clears throat> is it enough well enough for what enough to save the world and enough to run the world back, you know, three or 400 years before all this horror began
1: mm-hmm. that's
2: not going to happen, we're, we're, we are going to. A finality, the question is. You know what posture are we in you know what what are, are our souls purified sufficiently to meet that finality in, in in such a way that we can open to to the truth
0: you mm-hmm.
2: and you know that's that is proceeding you know i mean the, the those those who are capable of, of opening to the truth are are getting um a crash course and and, and they're they're getting a radical purification much more swiftly than would have happened otherwise. We have you know there's always that aspect to it. Um you know over over Thanksgiving, as we have in this country, which is a weird holiday. It's not, it's, it's not a religious holiday. It's just like Thanksgiving is is the day where you know you've got you've got to like your family whether or not you do. You know, that's what it's about. So all right, you may know, have a lot of problems with your family, but by God on Thanksgiving, you'll get together and you know and say, you know, hi, Un- Un- Uncle Joe. Oh, hi. Oh, how's it been? Oh, can't complain. You know, and uh, uh, so another. What what I we I did is is uh, you know Jenny has a remnant of of her family. Let me put it this way: the abusers are all dead, but some of the enablers are still alive. So you know there was a dark net cast over the whole family, and it sort of touched everybody, even if they weren't. the the serious perpetrators you know and but but we went back there and i've had the best conversation with those people i've ever had in all these years and the conversation was the world is going insane and 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 i said yes it has And, and suddenly we are in reality we were never in reality before it was always you know some kind of evasion some kind of you know nothing real real was ever touched now we all the 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 veil is off you know The the shell is broken now we're real human beings together you know and uh who knows in in how many places and instances that kind of thing is happening you know and that's a good thing because there's got to be some good in all this evil you know
0: <laughs> oh well sure sure of course the uh... I mean, I'm in agreement with all of that. The last part, I don't observe Thanksgiving and I don't have hardly any family left. And well, at least I'm not in touch with those that do. And so I get most of it secondhand. And so I haven't heard too many stories like that. Uh, I would think that most, thank well, many Thanksgivings anyway. Um, well, maybe some family members weren't even invited because they hadn't been vaccinated or it could go on the other side. Yeah, that they wouldn't be invited because they had that
2: issue didn't come up. You know, but the the woman who put it together, my wife said, you know, they talked about vaccination and and and, and the, you know, my wife's cousin says, well, I know, I know, I know people on both sides of that of, of the vaccination issue, and and the question of who's been vaccinated just wasn't raised, which is really good,
0: really necessary probably to have anything like harmony, uh, unless yeah, that's you're gonna have, right unless everyone's on the same page already. Um, so it was, it's was occurring to me, um, I mean, you mentioned uh, in your book and today, that uh, people are choosing unreality as if that's going to solve all their problems. Well, it's called dissociation. It's called escapism. I mean, in a certain sense, it, it temporarily does. Um, and and this seems to be central to the the means and the end of, propaganda derangement as i call it to get people to believe things that aren't true and obviously if you control the things they believe then you control their behavior to some extent but but my sense for years has has been that just the the sheer act the power to get people to believe things that aren't true that's the real aim like yes of course it's important to to create the beliefs they're going to believe that are untrue, but the main thing is to get people to dissociate from reality, and then they end yes. up yeah, lost in. Well, you know,
2: uh, um, evil. The essence of evil is absurdity. Evil is unreality. God is real, and like I say about the devil, people, you know, does the devil exist as as, a, as an individual entity? Is there such a being as the devil? And, I, and my tongue-in-cheek answer is. He would like to exist, but he doesn't have what it takes, you know, because it's continually, you know, continual incompletion, continual unreality, you mm. know, is, is the principle of evil. So how can there be a real devil? There, there There's an evil that's just as bad as the devil because unreality d- destroys everything, mm. but it isn't real. <laughs>
0: you know? So... Right. Well, I... Uh, been thinking and doing about this recently as well the, the devil is trying to become real through us with back to whitley's aliens isn't it yeah. although in the devil's case it's not by believing in, in, in him so much as by doing his bidding uh unconsciously and uh i think i was getting to this before i was trying to get to this with the unreality perhaps i can stitch it together that if people in a certain sense to me it doesn't really it's not so central with the vaccine you know this is, is for altering our genes so it probably is a very physical agenda that's consistent with transhumanism mm-hmm. etc but it could be a prototype there could be many different versions uh the, the 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 power and the potential for getting people to submit bodily to something to an incursion into their bodies by something that only a couple of hours research Will reveal to them is 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 dangerous. That in itself is a is a consent that is central, I think, to this idea. Can you get people to consent to something that is unreal? And if you can, then then you have them. You've got that first. You've got their finger. in have them,
2: but once you have them, what are you going to do with them? I mean, even 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 if we could all be be you know turned into total pawns and zombies would that really bring any satisfaction to those who do that? You know, I mean, it's loss all the way down. The the powers that be in the world, the great powers that have this horrible agenda of taking over the whole world and creating a one-world, satanic, luciferian regime, uh, uh, there's not going to be any world left to rule. You know what I mean? it's, It's useless. What they're doing is useless. It's only destructive. And so you have to say, well, what's what's the agenda? I mean, if if you've made the world uh, hell on earth, uh, why is ruling it so desirable? Well, actually, then you say, that the, but the human agenda doesn't matter. It's the agenda of the demons. They want to pervert uh, the human race that they, they want, you know, to... to uh, to possess our souls, you know. But of course, if they possess our souls, is that really going to help them? Is it going to make them happy, you know, that that they're already doomed, you know. There is no payoff for all of this. It's all just a loss, you know. You you know, you you, you jump off a cliff and you fall forever into the pit, and there is no payoff, you know. And, And we think, you know, and there are people who think, well, if only I was on the you know, if I was on the right side of this horrible thing, if, if I was Mark Zuckerberg or Jeff Bezos or, or, or Elon Musk, then, you know, I would be, be on the high side of this horrible thing and I'd be able to control the world instead of be, be, a, be a helpless pawn, but you're already a helpless pawn if you want to control the world, you know, I mean, what, what, a, <laughs> what a thankless task, controlling the world. You know,
0: well, the subtler impetus, of course, because not many people are maybe delusional enough to want to control the world and they have maybe, let's say, enough awareness or conscience to think that wouldn't be such a good thing. But they do want to restore, re- reform the world. you're saying, oh, they want save it and make it better uh, if you're John oh. peterson you just have to take it back to the 1950s if you're somebody else you got to go back as you said 400 years or but yeah, essentially, yeah. you've got to go back to the garden of eden if you want to correct what went wrong yeah but
2: that's what I, I i think all all of the the the, the funding that has that, that been poured into solving the world's problems climate change and whatever else we ought to forget all that and simply work on time travel because then we can just go back to before all this crap happened and solve everything at once. You know, or, or if you you get it you get a terminal disease and you say, Well, let me just go back, you know, fifteen years or five years or whatever before this ever happened. Then everything's all right. You know, all you would just have to include a pause button once you get to a nice place like like you know, eighteen ninety two or something, then right. hit pause right. and then you know.
0: And um, then, and then I, have automatically engineered amnesia at the end of that good year so you can keep popping back to the beginning and basically just yeah, live the same yeah, year. Over.
2: That's the way to think. That will solve all our problems. I mean, we have to understand our job is to save our souls, not to save the world.
0: Sorry, my uh, my speaker cable came out. Obviously, yeah. you're, you know, joking was... Defense into the tech gods. Um, going to test, see if I can hear you. Yeah. Good. Can you hear me? Yeah. Working.
2: Yeah. The last thing I said is our job is to save our souls, not to save the world. The world's end. You know, I mean, and, and souls are eternal. That's one way to look at it. You know.
0: uh, I just tweeted that a few weeks ago. The world is a done deal, the only thing left is to save our souls. And I got called yeah. a lo- I got called a loser. <laughs> so that's loser talk.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, y- 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 younger people let younger people try to save the world. You know, I mean, I guess people of our age, you know, and I'm I'm 73 now. You know, I can say, well, you know, I've done what I can to save the world. It didn't work apparently, uh, but uh, saving my soul is still conceivable. You know, so.
0: Well, I suppose the, I mean, the in in between thing, and this has been very much front and center for me is, uh, is the human energy field The I I don't use the term humanity, because I don't know what that means. But there is a there is a share, we are connected as as human organisms and human bodies. And there is a shared soul as a communal soul that that needs to come into being or be restored. so so I, and and my my sense there is is that saving my own soul is contingent on, on 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 restoring that
2: or 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 saving your own soul is what you can do to save that. because mm-hmm. certainly you know the, those who recognize we, we we need to overcome you know the, the the concupiscence the darkness in our souls the 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 illusion and, and, you know, and the lovelessness and whatever has beset us, you know, those people are not acting alone. There's, you know, the Catholics talk about the communion of the saints, you know, I mean, I mean, you, you, you may be working entirely on your own salvation, you know, which, which is all you can really do, but are you doing it alone? No, there's a great brotherhood and sisterhood of people who are doing that. And, and they, they do come together at one point. You just don't, you just, you know, say I'm gonna work on the on the part that's given me of of, of this great collective effort. I'm gonna work on the one part I can really work on, which is, you know, myself, my relations, my immediate, you know. And then of course, you know, I write books and, and I have ideas that I think are valuable and I send them out. And you know, that has some hopefully some collective resonance, but you know, but you know, it's 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 really between each of us and God.
0: And and then between each of us and each and each other. You know? mm. Well, I recently put out this book called 60 Maps of Hell," and it's with a rough draft of the exit as you know, the footnote or the subtitle or what have you. And the the thinking behind that was, yeah, I've spent. Um, my life as a writer anyway. Mapping hell is what it's been about. And at a certain point, if, if I don't find the exit by mapping it, what's the point? And if I find the exit, then I got to go through it, right? No more maps. Just get out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Right. I mean, I yeah, I I know about that. You know, just, just stay here a little longer and and uh, and learn more about evil, so you could well. Yeah, and will it feel that that was all useless? You know, why did I waste my time learning about evil if there was a way to get out, and there's the door, and I've gone, and why did I, you know, waste all that time? Well, it wasn't wasted because that's what you had to do for some unknown reason. That was your way to get to the door, you know?
0: Well, where I'm at now is... Or at least where i like to think i'm at and it's and it's translated into physical action we've moved to galicia and we're trying to start a farm renovating and just go back to the land get back to the land and connect to nature and connect to god through by connecting to our bodies and in nature it's a very practical and simple route right. And I I want to encourage others to do that. And what I know, and what I've found confirmed more and more, and actually, weirdly enough, the technocratic, demonic elite have been helping in this regard, is is to show people the nature of the hell that they're in, and as an incentive, as a motivizing factor to, as you were saying about Satan, the same you could say about society and and the natural way of being, this look society and for what it is square in the face and you will turn 180 degrees and go in the opposite direction
2: well good so anyway am i I supposed to be selling my book is that why i'm here (laughs) let me me give a a pic you know can you
0: but i don't use the there's my
2: (laughs) there's buy my book read and learn so it's called the alien disclosure deception metaphysics of social engineering. It's got everything I ever wrote about UFOs back to 2004 and a lot of new stuff. And so it's that this is the uh, basically the contrarian view of UFO disclosure. Uh, I I say I demand full disclosure, not just of all the things that the U.S. that the uh, U.S. government knows about UFOs, but of what they know about what they've been try to sell us around ufo's you know about their own deception and social engineering activities let it all be revealed so so you know when it, when it comes to fighting evil and of course you know really it's 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 your own it's it's your own egotism that's ultimately the ever always the adversary and all the other spiritual powers that come in and help you try to help you develop your ego to the point where it can deny God, you know, if if you struggle against your own egotism, you're also struggling against them. And the egotism, you know, it, it, you're, it's not necessarily always, always a Nietzschean thing. You know, I am, I am the Ubermensch, you know, it, 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 it's simply the places where, um, where we forget that, that actually, God is the only doer. God is the one who's doing everything. Yeah, and we can cooperate that, with that or not. You know, we, we think we have a responsibility. Well, we do. God lays responsibilities on us. But if we think that in fulfilling them, we're doing something on our own apart from him, and we will think that even if we believe we're, we're acting in line with his will or, or that His there is no action in the universe, but the action of God within the, the beings of the universe, we may believe that. But we are we always in the state where that's that's the way we see things. No, we. I think I've got to do it, and then I then I get obsessed, and then I get depressed, and it isn't working. And you know, and and then I act, then I have to wake up again and remember. Wait a minute, God is doing it, not me. And that that's that's the real crux of of of, of the whole struggle is 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 to is to understand that that it, that it's God's action and 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 put ourselves in line with that action. That's it. so
0: So not to open another can of worms but just maybe try and complete those thoughts does that make satanic the satanic like a reaction against or a contraction from god's movement it's a secondary principle of some kind it is
2: yeah it is it is and and um i mean there 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 are many you know subtle levels of 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 what went wrong with lucifer lucifer Sort of represents the perversion of what is called in spiritual anthropology the noose which which is 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 the the indwelling divine intellect within the human being that 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 knows God and is the principle of the human form, and that becomes per- perverted at some point, point. and the, the the myth, if you want to call it myth of Lucifer is the myth of the perversion of the noose uh you know that you know, I've written things about that. You know, Lucifer regards himself instead of God for a moment, and then everything flows from that. You know, all the all the perversion of God's creation flows from
0: that. A moment so. of distraction.
2: Yeah, yeah. Or, or you know, it's a, see, like I say, God. God has a right God has a right is the only one who has a right to narcissism you know god, god god can can be enamored of himself you know he 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 looks at himself in the mirror of the human form or he looks at himself in the mirror of his own essence and the and the image that he sees is the human form you know which which is like the generation of the uh, second person, the blessed Trinity or something like that, you know, the humanity within God. And he can do that. You know, he, he, he can feast his eyes on his own beauty because that's what we really are is what he sees when he feasts his eyes on his own beauty. But if if any other being does that, (laughs) you know, that's the worst thing you can do. That is hell, you know, because you immediately cut yourself off from God and consider. You are the source of something that that uh, really you're, you're only the effective. You know? and then that that that's the that, that's the primary deception. I
0: so. uh, would well, let me know when you want to go, Charles, because I don't want to keep you.
2: Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, I think we're kind of done. What 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 is the last word? Will the last word about be about you? Well, I was just going to say. There's a part of me that wants to fight evil, you know? I mean, we all, we all got to fight the evil forces, and I decided the UFO world is where I can fight the evil forces. I don't want to fight the vaccine fight particularly, and I don't want to fight all the other fights. But I, but, uh, I felt that, and we'll, we'll see what it really means uh, to think you can fight evil. <laughs> you know, there may be a very profound deception in that, but I haven't seen through it yet. So this is what I'm gonna do. And I, I feel I feel that um at, at this point the disclosure movement, the people who are running it are a little bit uh they're they got complacent, that they got uh they got careless and they're starting to say things which you know, very openly, like, you know, we want to start a UFO religion, or we were not created by God, we were created by the aliens, you know, and therefore they are our guides in this, you know, you look at this, and you say, well, and, and certain stories they tell of, of, about why they think there are crashed UFOs, and, you know, alien corpses that are just absurd, that could not be true, they're, you know, they're, they're so used to talking to, to, to people, they feel they have totally duped, that they say we can say anything man and they'll believe it so now i realized that they they are undefended at, at on, on that on that uh front because you know that they're starting to reveal their own absurdity and so i decided to come in and point that out so well, that, that, that's that, that's my fighting evil at this point
0: i was going to say i mean isn't that that's potentially consistent with resist not evil by applying the martial art method of using the adversary's force against him.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah, because it's not going to do you any good to to hit evil at its strongest point and beat your head against the wall, you
0: know. No, well, you make it stronger, don't you? I mean, in denials, they say, psychologically, people hear denials of something, it just reaffirms the thing that's being denied
2: yeah yeah so
0: and this and i said i want to drag this out if you need to go but this is my dilemma with the mapping of hell is is that uh a certain point we need to assert the alternative to hell but until people are primed and made ready um they're not ready to see um, the alternatives. So there well, and we don't,
2: what, what the point of ready is for who? Some people will never be ready, some people are ready now, some people still have to be prepared, and where am I is the question, you know. Yeah. I mean, I I, I want to say, let, let's end with this, I believe, and I don't, you know, we talked about angels before, I believe that there's great increase in angelic activity, and what what we do with that, I don't know, because you know, immediately we say, "Oh well, you know, they're angels, so, so let's 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 channel, you know, Saint Michael. Let's invoke the angels. Let's instead of invoking the demons, we'll invoke the angels. Well, who knows? M- maybe that's a little better. But angels are not to be invoked because they're sent by God. You know, they are. They're messages from God to me. They're they're not being, you know, you know, beings of good that I, that I can contact and make my allies. That's the New Age view of angels. They're not. They're they're messengers sent by God. Yet let us simply recognize that they are being sent at this point and see what comes of that recognition. Because they are. Their angelic activity is very powerful now.
0: And don't turn away the messenger.
2: Well, that's all i got to say.
0: All right. Well, um, good luck getting on Joe Rogan. And I mean that. Sincerely, but also ironically, because I think he's—I think he's going to be a hard uh, sell. Oh yeah, he's an know, right? I've pretty much given up on this, and in a healthy way. But but I do feel, as we've talked about today, the end times are rolling on, and time's running out. And I want to reach yeah. as many souls as I can reach. Yeah,
1: it's,
2: it's it's worth a try, you know. Especially if you don't, you know, expect
0: too much. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Oh. Yeah. Let God decide.
2: This is good, this has been different than my, my last, my last, you know, five podcasts were very much on point of the book. And that this is, this was a needed balance to that. You know, this was, this was good,
0: so. Well, thank you, I'm glad to hear that. I think we both, we're both a little beyond the subject matter, I hope, anyway. I mean, I don't want to <laughs> be, be arrogant about that, but I think well,
2: that's, that's what right. happens. Whenever I write a book it suddenly you know, I already been there, done that. You know, I wrote, I wrote it, in, in, in order to send it out. You know, and then suddenly it's gone. You know, now what? You know.
0: Yeah. Now. What?
1: That's
0: the end of my conversation with Charles. As mentioned in the, uh, the next podcast will be Kate and I talking to Charles' wife Jenny Upton about uh, Dante and the Circles of Hell.
1: You can